Hello, welcome to Fantasy Harness Racing, the podcast. My name is Paul Cochran. I'm joined once again by Brett Skelly and Tom Swiderski. Welcome, boys. Yeah, g'day, Paul. Good to be here. Tommy, one more sleep, boys. How are we feeling? Oh, it's good. Very excited. I mean, it's a great concept and can't wait for everybody out there to get hold of it and uh, see how it runs. It's like Santa's coming tomorrow, Tommy, and he's bringing a sack full of fantasy drivers for us. Yeah, mate, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> launch day tomorrow. Everyone's very excited. I've seen um, on Twitter. Everyone's excited, so it's good. Like how you looked at me when you said Santa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was out at Menangle yesterday and so many drivers are coming up talking about it and, you know, I've had phone calls during the week and, and I know you boys have been out and about and you, you talk to people in the industry, but just... Just punters who are out there who've got a little bit of a lens on or an eye on on you know what's going on in in harness racing. It's certainly caught on, isn't it? Yeah, I was up at Newcastle on uh, Friday night for their Breeders Challenge Regional uh, Finals. A lot of people asking about it. A lot of people asking what the concept is and how it's going to run. So that was great to see. What do you reckon it is, Tommy? Is it the intrigue about what people have been priced at? Is the initial kind of yeah. you know what what is this? Yeah, you would say so, particularly amongst the harness racing drivers. They're, they're very interested to see what price they are, but even speaking to some personal friends, we've already got an inbox. We've already, th- already thrown some money in there, ready to go. Nice, little bit of stake at play. Nice. It. Maybe, who says who says harness racing's a, an ego or vanity-based industry when they're worried about what they're being priced at? Eh? <laughs> I'm not sure if anybody's said anything yet. I don't know if anybody's said that they're lowly priced, but I'm sure we'll find out. Yeah. You know, like I said, people have been calling up i think one of the things that people love is the idea that kids are going to be able to be involved as well and being able to like wouldn't it be great if we had like a 13 or 14 year old who can manage to ace this game and and show up the adults of how good they understand you know the, the harness racing industry that'd be fantastic or maybe we've got a maybe we've got one of our retirees or you know one of the one of the old souls that's been around the industry for a long time that can show up the kids who think they're all tech savvy with with new age contemporary ways of engaging with sport who knows you know that's the that's the mystery of what we've got ahead of us 25 weeks 25 rounds um but crucially we've got a registration period first up and that's tomorrow um we've all had a little bit of a play around on the platform over the last few days obviously before it launches we want to make sure that we iron out any any of the the potential gremlins and um fortunately i didn't find any how about you brett none at all it's um such a simple process to do um you go in there you you come up with a team name you you log yourself in and you start picking drivers it's that easy how'd you go tommy yeah very easy i like the league idea you can go head to head or total points private leagues and public leagues as well so you get a code um when you sign in and and share it with your mates yeah and it's as simple as so what you'll see when you log in it's it looks nice it's you know they've done a good job building it the developers who put it together and you know we're working with best in the business you know the the people who put together things like the nfl and english premier league and moto gp the afl game so we're working with uh with league leaders when it comes to developing these games it looks flash like you go on and you know the ambassadors are all there they look great in their new kit and um you know, Blake Jones rocking the rocking the little uh, little moustache on the top lip. It, he's looking beautiful there as one of our ambassadors. And uh, so you go on, and then there's a literally a login page. You what you do if you are normally registering for something, you know, so your name, your email, but you're going to have to come up with a team name. That might be challenging for some. How'd you go? I'm still trying to think. I've I've got one that I usually use, but I don't think it's uh, going to work in this instance. So I'm I'm racking my brain to come up with something that's. Um, uh, good, but also a little bit funny. I've got a franchise name that I use. I started it out years and years ago. I was playing some basketball fantasy NBL stuff and um, 
came up with a franchise name and I've just it's just stuck right throughout the the NRL, AFL, NFL, you name it, all the different ones. So I'm just trying to work out whether I'm going to stick with that or whether I'm going to come up with something a little bit more, um, a little bit more serious. Given that, uh, I don't know. I think I, I think I'm like the designated commissioner of the league. So you'll be P. Cochran zero zero one. Yeah, something something straighty one eighty. Have, have you come up with something, Tommy? I've just used my name at the moment. I was too scared to go <laughs> anything crossing a border, so. No, I've kept it really easy at the moment, but we'll see tomorrow. We'll, well see tomorrow. Yeah, and the good news is one more sleep, and uh, and you know we we'll able to people will be able to get on it in the morning. Keep an eye on the socials because that's when we'll we'll put the alert out that hey, it's good to go, and and people will be able to go on and you know all the layers and all the intrigue around pricing and all these different things that people have been wondering about and asking about. They're all going to be all going to be revealed, Brett. Yeah, that's it, and it's. Um, I think one of the things is trying to fit that pricing into your team, as we mentioned last week. Uh, Fourteen point four million dollars sounds like a lot of money, but it's uh, it's it's hard to try and get those guys in there, and the ones that you want, and the ones that you think are going to be very competitive. Well, we revealed a few more prices since we last uh, last had a cast, last got on the pod, and and revealed a few more. As we said, we we let everyone know that uh, Cameron Hart was the highest priced driver in the league at 1.34 million but Tommy as we said you're gonna to have to burn about a 10 percent of your salary cap if you want to get uh want to get cam given you got 14.4 mil yeah that's right but it's it's not only cam you've got other great drivers Josh Gallagher Luke McCarthy they're all at the top and you can't have them all so that's the challenge finding finding the ones that you want and the ones that you leave out they're going to win races I did uh I did on the pace radio with Brittany Graham this morning and and I, I gave her the chance to get one price reveal and she said well what's Luke McCarthy at so we let we let everyone know that and that's now gone out on the social media at 1.025 million for Luke now uh, look could be a very very shrewd selection when it comes to carnival time Brett because as we've seen no one turns up more than than the McCarthy's and particularly you know Luke taking those lead drives when it when it's carnival time and being able to seize upon what we've already talked about a little bit last week was that triple points and double points for those big marquee races. Yeah, and I think uh, come carnival time, especially uh, through February and March, he has to be one that you've got to have in your team. He's um, he's just that good and he, he'll be winning those black tight races, no no doubt about that. Had uh, Cameron Hart on the Sprint Lane podcast yesterday and we talked a lot about, about fantasy harness racing and Cam actually threw up, he thought he might be a little bit overpriced, maybe that's just a little bit of pressure that he's feeling. Um, but, uh, you know, one, one name that he did throw that he thought was going to be a really astute selection was Jack Callaghan. He's good mate. And they're priced very similar. Jack's not a great deal cheaper. You're, what's 70 grand cheaper, 1.27 million times. So, you know, what we know about Jack is he, he A, he wins, you know, he get, and he gets good drives. He does turn up at, you know, your Penriths and, and he drives the Menangle tracks. But we see him given, he, he goes home, he goes back to Newcastle and, and you know, that's where he's, his dad and he's now his brother, who's a really emerging talent in the industry as well, where they're driving. So you're going to see Jack Callaghan a fair few tracks. So, you know, maybe Cam does make a point there. He's, he could be really good value. Yeah, look, Jack, he, he would drive over a thousand times in a season. So, you know, you pick up a thousand points there, um, just getting a point for driving, but he wins races everywhere, everywhere. 
Yeah, no, he's a. He's, I actually saw him yesterday. He's a, he's a cheeky little bugger. I said to him, uh, "What do you reckon, mate?" Because his price come out, and he goes, uh, "I'm cheap." <laughs> the the confidence and the swagger of some of these kids, I, I love it the way they the way they operate. Uh, long may it continue. We rolled out a few more prices. Blake Mikolaf's one that we put out yesterday before the Wagga meeting. Um, he's priced fairly high, Brett. I mean, we we discussed Blake a fair bit when we were putting these together. Um, spends a bit of time in the Riverina and uh, in the Western region. And sometimes we see him up around Newcastle as well. We see him at Benangle. So that all-rounder type driver that we see pop up, but particularly in the Riverina, he does so well, you know, on the, at the Riverina Paceway. And you have to pick drivers in that Riverina line, which we thought Blake deserves that price tag. Yeah, I think uh, for those reasons... He'll be one of the first ones in my team. He's um, He is highly priced for the Riverina region, but, as you say, he does travel. Um, he's always at the Friday meetings there at Wagga or occasionally when we go away from Wagga. He, he's competing that much that, yeah, I think he's a, a, one of the first ones you'll have in there. 965000 for Blake Mikalif. Uh, and A couple others that we, we threw out there. Nathan Turnbull, I think he's going to be a really astute... You know, we, we've talked about him a fair bit on the sprint lane podcast too he racked up 100 winners recently for the season and he's kept going like and he, and he just continues to, to win where he turns up 935 so he's he's a bit below where where we price Blake out he's a fair bit below where we price Cameron and, and Tommy Callaghan um oh, sorry Jack Callaghan uh, uh, 935 for Nathan and and again I, I think he's going to be really sought after in the western region Tom yeah agreed and as with the game, you've only got a certain selection. You have to pick um, drivers from, from regions, so you've got to find the ones that are willing to travel, and Nathan certainly does. He, he comes all the way from Bathurst to Bankstown, and, and uh, he goes here, there, and everywhere. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's driving a lot. Taylor Osman, I think she's going to be one of those quite popular mid-tier type drivers uh, at, at price point, 605000 We saw her come to Menangle on uh, Breeders' Challenge night, and she won the, the young driver uh, invitational, so uh, she's a, a real good talent on the rise. And, and again, I saw her at Menangle yesterday, so she's driving on metro tracks as well. If you keep going, you're going to give away my entire team. Yeah, Leighton Green, we 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 had his price up on, on social media, eight hundred and twenty thousand for Leighton Green. Uh, great kid, spoke to him yesterday. He, he just keeps he keeps finding winning drives where, where he where he turns up to. He, do, he he seems to do really well at Penrith on a Thursday night, and you know that. Those meetings, you know, we talk a lot about Menangle and we're going to pay attention to Newcastle and Wagga and the Bathurst night. Penrith might be the the meeting on a Thursday night that might sneak under the radar a little bit and, you know, abandon that and don't pay enough attention to who wins at Penrith at your own peril, I think, because maybe that's where people might have a point of difference. Because we yeah. see different drivers win at Penrith. Yeah, absolutely. It's, um, it's one of the tricky ones that... Are you going to pick the uh, the Group 1 stars on Saturday? Are you going to pick uh, the people who are picking them up fairly regularly at places like Penrith, Meningle Tuesday, uh, Newcastle Friday? Yeah, I mean, Sean Grayling's done really well lately. Jimmy Douglas goes to Penrith and, and wins races there, and you're going to see Jimmy around that mid-price point as well. Um, you know, but Leighton, the Grimer brothers, um, Seaton and Bryson, they, they tend to turn up and do well there at Penrith. So Will Rickson is another one that I think, you know, uh, these guys that... You know, do do well on the at Penrith. I know Will um, Will has spoken to me uh, several times and said Penrith's his favourite track. You know, so you know there might be something to take out of that. Another one that we we put the price up for uh, this morning was Blake Jones. Blake had a 
magic night at, uh, at Wagga last night. Actually rocked the, the fancy harness racing colours and he won by about the length of the straight in the first and that was the start of a really fat night there for, for Blake. He, he had three winners, he had two seconds. Comes out at 43 points he ended up with. Last week on the pod we, we sort of said, well, we don't really know what a good score is. Look, that's probably a good score, isn't it, 43? That's certainly pushing up there. It's uh, Yeah, it was a great effort last night and, uh, you know, he's another one that you've if you don't have him in your team, you might regret it. Yeah, well, he does so well there at there at Riverina Paceway. Look, he, you know, obviously his um, his partner Ellen is one of the leading trainers there, so you know he's getting a good selection of you know the the good horses and the good chances. Tom, I would imagine, you know, and, and the other thing with Blake is he he's been a great ambassador for us already. He's on the socials, he's sharing content, he's getting on the front foot, and he's telling people about it. He's really enthusiastic about it. I think he's going to be a really popular selection. Yeah, and unfortunately you can't take them all. So all the people we've spoken about, you you just can't take them all. But they they all pick up points, they all win drives, uh, they all win races. So it's just who you put in, but it's also who you leave out. Yeah, and given that you can't pick them all and there's so many great selections, that's going to be a a great thing in itself because it means there's going to be a lot of variation in what team formation looks like. Now, last week on the pod we talked about strategy because we don't really know strategically how people are going to approach it or even what a good strategy is going to look like in because ultimately what you're trying to do is you're trying to you're trying to get people who can outdrive their price so get more points than what we've priced them at is really the game in a way so if you can say well Taylor Osmond's one I, I used as an example there before 605,000 if you say well that's worth x amount of points 605 but I think she's actually going to score a lot more than that so that makes her a bargain mm. you know if that's the theory so what you're trying to do is assemble a squad of 22, but 18 starting drivers. It's going to get the biggest score. Now, how do you get to the biggest score? Is it is it premiums and and lower price people? Is it all middle tier? That's what we talked about last week. Tommy, is that kind of now that you started playing around with the platform a little bit as you know part of the the gremlin debugging process? Have you is that crystallised in any way for you? Not for me yet. I've chopped and changed the team four or five times in the last couple of days and. Uh, the team I've landed on now won't be the team that starts January 15th. So January 10th. 10th. 10, 10. A lot of changes between now and then, and even when the season does start, it's going to be so vital who you pick as your double point captains and, and various trades and whatnot. And you've got to leave a little bit of room for the trades as well because not everyone's the same value. So if you want to drop someone out one week and put someone in, you need to have that room. A little, little nugget for people looking ahead. So when you start thinking about your team, uh, we've talked about triple points for marquee races for the Group 1s and, and double points for other marquee ones, and, and some of them are the Carnival of Cups features. Now, in Week 1, the Tamora Cup's on. It's, so it's a double-point play, bang, straight away, Week 1, that you can go after. Does that, do you think that's going to change things up a little bit with selections because, obviously, the Tamora Cup falls into the primarily Riverina drivers? It might attract... You know, maybe some of those Western drivers like your Hewitts and Turnbulls and some of those guys, like that could impact on on strategy with that initial selection. Oh, it definitely will. I think you've uh, got to aim high with your, especially your Riverina drivers at that time. Um, the two Blakes, uh, I think you've got to have at least one of them in there yep. in the hope that they'll pick up the, the the double points on a on a Carnival of Cups race. Could it be a trap though, Tom, where you you say? All right, I'm I'm going to chase that double points value in the Tamora Cup week one. Yeah, well, it's such a long season. Yeah, so it would 
I would say it'd be silly too uh, to chase, but you can definitely uh, trade in and out. Um, but you get you three know, trades. Three trades. So could so. you could you be too top heavy where you're chasing that and then you and then you're stuck and then you you say, well, oh, what am I left with here? I've only got three trades. It's going to take me. If I want to get rid of six or ten of my drivers and start, that that's several weeks' work yeah, to be able right. to do it. Because the cap, the cap is very low. It's yeah. very, very difficult to get the team you want. So, as you said, it's going to be hard. Yeah, I mean that's so strategically. You know, you might get off to a flyer by landing. Let's let's say Blake Mickle wins the Tomorrow Cup and you get and you've got him and you got him as captain and you got double points, which effectively works out to four times points. Bang, you're off to a flyer. You chase that weekly prize, you're high up on the leaderboard, at what cost? And and I think that's going to be fascinating, the strategy that people go with. And I think that's where you can fall into the trap a little bit too, where you go at the start of the season, okay, we've got a lot of Carnival Cups, we've got a lot of feature races um, through Menangle through February. Then all of a sudden, you've got this top-heavy team and you might go, okay, but now I need the guys who are winning Thursday nights, Tuesday afternoons. Um, how do you manage that? especially when you've only got three trades per week. Yeah. All right. Well, prices. So we've drip-fed some out. I think we've probably let let the cat out of the bag on about, I don't know, eight to ten drivers or something. Anyone you want to know the price of, Tommy? I've, um, I'm really interested in Hannah Rickson as a, as a cheaper option. Um, she's well well down the bottom. I just can't remember off the top of my head. Hannah Rickson. Yeah, I mean, she's she's been pulling I'm some fine. really good results lately, hasn't she? Um you know, and like we, we talked about Hannah Rickson recently where she had the, the well, she came out with a 149 in the first at Menangle last Saturday. Artillery, yeah, with yeah. artillery. So on fire, Hannah. Look, she's, she's cheap. She's somewhere in the mid-200s. Let's find Hannah on the on the list that we've got here. Hannah Rickson, you'll get her for 235. Yeah. So I, I would have thought she's going to be pretty popular in selections. Yeah, and she's only you know she's only young and she's getting a bit more experience. But I think she's won her last four out of her ten last drives. So she's someone that a real good option, rock solid. Will travel. I believe she's won at Young, Penrith, Newcastle, and Menangle this week. So she'll go anywhere to win and and very very cheap in comparison to people at the top. Had a winner the other night too. Uh, Will, a twin brother, is on the dollar fifty favourite, and. Looked home for all money, but twin sister Hannah come down the outside and bang, got him. Mentioned it to Will yesterday, a little drive-by from me, and uh, he said, no, no, he wasn't happy. Wasn't, was not happy that twin sister got him, but, you know, he said, I had to be happy because, uh, you know, it's one in the family. So, yeah, I think she's going to be a good pick, Tom. I, think I really yeah, do. Good metropolitan, yep. cheap option. Yep. Even rotate that bench um, position too, based, based on her week and yep. what drive she's got coming up. So you got you have to look forward and you got to look every week at what drivers are you know where they're going and how many drives they have because you get points just for driving. Yep, absolutely. You got yep. one. You got one. You're interested to let the listeners know about Brett. I do, and I've uh, I might have mentioned this before, but a, a Group One winning driver, uh, Sophia Robertson. So Sophia, yeah, I mean. You know, and love the trotters too. We had her on the sprint lane recently uh, when we did a, an outside broadcast, and and uh, yeah, loves the trotters. That's her passion. So I think you know, the more we see trotting races, we're going to see Sophia turn up in in those races. She does very well in them, and um, you know, and she's a she's a driver that floats around them between stables as well, and picks up some really astute drives. So I think uh, we've got Sophia eight hundred and five thousand. So uh, yeah, I mean, I. I 
not quite at the, the highest end of the, the price point, definitely not at the lowest. So in and around that middle tier, like it's probably going to make her a pretty popular pick too. That's it, yeah. Given uh, the, the middle tier and um, Group 1 winning driver, as I said before, she's I, I think she's probably a good option to put in your team. Yeah, yeah. Well, I know she's... Uh, I know she's got high ambitions to do really well in 2023 as well. So, you know, could be could be an astute pick. Um, all right. Well, you, you mentioned it before, Tommy, the leagues function. You know, and I, I think this is one point we should make to people. When you go in and register, and I know you, you're already the head of the game. You've got your mates kind of assembled and, you know, different crews with being able to get into some leagues. But what, what you are going to be able to do, and we talked about this last week on the pod, but it's, but it's important to stress the point because – you know, not not everyone's going to win the going to win one of the big prizes. You know, and certainly only one person's going to win first prize overall. It's a reality. But what you can win is you can win the argument, and then and for many people that's more important. It's winning the argument, winning the banter against your mates, and, and being able to being able to alpha your mates and say, "Yeah, I beat you in, in year one in our league." So that that's going to be going to be a big deal, I think, for a lot of people. So you can go into a league with your mates, and you could set it up and say a head to head league. So you know, if you got 16 people or whatever and you know Bob Bob plays Greg one week and Greg plays Bill the next week and blah 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 and it goes on it's like a like a big you know footy season draw and then you end up with a final series and a grand final at the end that that's great fun doing that you know, and we've done that with the footy footy codes too, haven't you, Tommy? It's great fun when you it can is, do that. It is, it is good fun. And Nothing like playing in a grand final too. It's even sweeter when you win. <laughs> you know, and play and the the whole idea of playing in finals and being cutthroat and you know, and it's and there's something on the line. We're talking about fantasy, not reality, but it feels like they're so important at the time, doesn't it? It's great. Look, it adds an extra element to the to the whole to what's going on out on the track. Yeah, it adds an extra element. You're cheering for people. Well, I'm in relation to rugby league and sports like that, you're cheering for people you don't normally cheer for outside your team. So, yeah, it's going to be good. And you, like, I know Brett and I play the AFL games, and, and yet you, you're hanging on every handball or kick, and I can just see that sort of how that's going to apply to to racing. You know, watching a race and sort of being probably being having a little bit more scrutiny even on on tactically how drivers are going about things and oh you know if only had got into fourth I would have got an extra point and you know I think though those things we're gonna we're gonna just be looking for every little nugget of of value in our drivers and the points that they can accrue. I think we'll um, see some of the casual observers getting involved in this checking up times checking up how this person goes with this trainer if they're being set up for a, a, a good drive so I, I yeah this is going to be good. Oh particularly when when it gets to the business end too, and and the points points table starts to jam up, or then, or maybe if people are thinking, all right, well, oh, I need to put it all in the line here and have a big week. It's a Group One night. I'm going to have a stab at this particular driver. I think is going to do well, and I'm going to chase the big points and try and surge up the leaderboard. I think I think that's going to be really cool when that happens. You know, being able to see those those big fluctuations in the leaderboard. Hey, uh, the prizes they're not bad. We've already talked about. Car, I can I can tell you what we're going to be revealing tomorrow is several thousand dollars worth of prizes when it comes to uh, electrical goods giveaways, um, Eureka hospitality and and holiday experiences wrapped around the Eureka later in the year. So uh, it's going to be fairly lucrative, and, and the prize pool will run deep. Uh, you'll you'll be able to pick up a prize from between first to tenth, and uh, and there'll be a weekly prize as well. So the highest point scorer 
if you're the, the manager of the team with the, the highest point score each week, uh, you'll pick up a fairly decent prize each week too. So it's not bad, is it, Tommy? I'm thinking tomorrow, tomorrow cup now. I'm going to load it <laughs> and see what happens. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, you know, even if you feel like you're well out of, the, out of play to chase the overall prize, and hopefully no one will be because of the, the ability to surge so, so heavily on, you know, on the, the marquee races... Well, go chase the weekly price. You know, put, keep putting in the effort and go after the weekly price because it's going to be worth it. You know, uh, those will be revealed tomorrow, but um, it, it'll be worth it. You know, um, we can tell everyone's uh, you know just super excited though. Like out there, I mean, but us, like even just the the energy of of being of knowing that we're one more sleep away, Brett. Like it's just a, it's exciting. Oh, it is. Uh, look, looking forward to it. Been looking forward to it for a while. Um, I know you teased it early on, but we had a little bit of prior knowledge to it. I, look, it's going to be fantastic, and um, I'd be very disappointed if I came last out of this room. So, uh, <laughs> no, looking forward to uh, beating both you boys. <laughs> See, this this is how it all starts, Tom. It starts like that, and then it gets out of control, doesn't it? Oh, everyone's got an ego, and <laughs> you, you can't let someone beat you. You have to you have to put your your form your form hours in and and really knuckle down your team and make sure you're choosing the right people week to week. All right, first bike you're going to pick, or first female driver even, you're going to pick tomorrow. I've gone very top-heavy on my initial team. It's got to be Robbie Morris. He, I think he's driving over a 1,000 times a year, So and he goes everywhere. He wins a lot. He's got great horses, good stable. I've got to pick Robbie. Okay, Robbie, and who are you picking first, Brett? Yeah, I was originally going to say Robbie too, but I better go with somebody different. So I'm going to go with Amanda Turnbull, um, just given the amount of places that she drives at. Um, she comes to town, she'll go to parks, she'll go to Bathurst, she'll she'll go to the Carnival Cups meeting, she'll, all around the state. She goes everywhere to drive, often on her horses or her family's horses. So it's um, I think she's one that you've got to have in there. She's, she's quite top-heavy, uh, but just given the amount of drives and the amount of wins... You've got to have it I think they'll both turn up in a lot of teams when the selections start coming in tomorrow. Uh, for me, I can't go past form. Uh, we talked about this bloke last week. Had another huge night at Newcastle last Friday, Josh Gallagher. Uh, 935,000. He had four winners and two seconds. Pumped out another score of 53 on Thursday. I think he's going to be really, really popular. He'd be close to first picked in my team, I think. Um, he might be one that we <laughs> he might be one that we let slip in the on the value market, Brett. But, you know, if you can... You know, there's no guarantees, absolutely no guarantees that, that people are going to continue those type of winning streaks. But, uh, you know, certainly in a good good vein of form at the moment. That's it, absolutely. And that's part of the fun of the game. I mean, you've got to find the ones where we've probably slipped up and missed a couple of uh, dollars off some of the, the drivers. So we mentioned one earlier on. So, we yeah, that's it. To find, find where we've uh, made the mistake and, and load up. All right, well... There's a little bit of more insight into how fantasy harness racing is going to uh, going to reveal itself tomorrow when it goes public, and you'll be able to get on and register and start playing around with your teams. We might convene again tomorrow, boys. We'll we'll be able to have a look at the at the platform, be able to drill down a little bit, and then over the coming weeks, we're going to be pumping out podcast content where we're going to we're going to drill down on the different regions and the premiums and the value. I've got a couple of special guests I'm going to bring on the show who are going to be able to even bring a little bit of external noise as to how 
fantasy sports roles in other products and try and help people out who are going to be new to this experience of playing uh, fantasy harness racing. Hey, we're all going to be new to it, but that's going to be the fun of it. Can't wait for you all to be part of it as of tomorrow. To everyone, I hope you sleep well. I'm not sure I will. I don't know about you boys. I'm I'm that that excited about this uh, this being out in the public domain. But in any case. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, tell everyone about it. Give us a follow or a share, maybe a, maybe a kind review if you can. And, and we look forward to pumping out more and more fancy harness racing content for you on the podcast down the track. Bye-bye. <laughs>